Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet spread across multiple Earths in multiple times. Yeah. Or I thought there wasn't multiple Earths. Spread across multiple yeah, times. Yeah, it was just multiple times. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, make sense. It's the Noobs <laughs> and the Hoobie, and my name's Austin, I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And we're the Noobs. And this is that episode introducing a, what is it? This is that podcast? Did I skip the word podcast? <laughs> this is that podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 170. Only 30 more to go. Series uh, covering series 12, episode 1 and 2, Spyfall, parts 1 and 2. This is the one where the doctor and your companions get attacked by a car, get laser boots, fight an insane spy master... And defeat interdimensional glowing fedora men. <laughs> yes, the fedora men. They were actually, it's a crossover from the Adjustment Bureau. That's actually, yeah. Uh, There's a story number 288, originally airing January 1st and 5th. I'll come back to that in a second. 2020 to 6.89 and 6.07 million viewers. Written by Chris Chibnall and directed by not one, but two directors. What's that you say? <laughs> Part one was directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. And part two was directed by Lee Haven Jones. Interesting that they both have three names. Yeah. Hmm. Somewhere there's got to be a whole, there's a whole article written about that on the wiki. Yeah, it's true. an episode about spies. Uh, this, is, spies. Um, this is the only two-parter to be directed by two people with three names. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <Ow>. <laughs> uh, do you like the way that I'm using like a voice that is obviously mocking people that are us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Whenever we make fun of the Wikia, I'm like, we're only Wait. making fun of ourselves. <laughs> I, we yeah. are these people. <laughs> we do a podcast about the show. Anyways, miscellaneous trivia. Um, this is, the, so Spyfall Part 1 and Spyfall Part 2 are the two closest episodes to air in all of Doctor Who because they were only four days apart. Now, <laughs> because normally they aired a week apart, right? There's one exception to that. But apparently they weren't four days apart. This is only the second time that you had two episodes of Doctor Who air in the same week. So I'm guessing that you had like a a Friday and then a Thursday or something, or mm. because they were they were not four days apart because these are the only episodes that were four days apart. Uh, but they are, so they are the closest two episodes to air back to back. And this was also the first episode with a previously voiceover. It it kind of poked me in the back of my mind when it was happening that when the, the second episode started the, or no, what? No, no, no. Sorry. Yes. When the second episode started, the doctor said previously on doctor who or pre or something like that previously <laughs> last week or whatever they've done previously on the screen. Yeah. But they've never had a voiceover do it. And then they decided to use hmm. Jody for whatever reason. So, um, this episode and the return of Dr. Mysterio are the only instances of an episode that aired exactly one year after its preceding episode. Hmm. So if you'll remember, the return of Dr. Mysterio was a Christmas special that happened immediately after a Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. So we had like Christmas of whatever, 2017 and then Christmas of 2019. And there was no other episode in that year other than that Christmas special in a similar fashion. When we did Resolution, that was on New Year's Day of 2019. There was no episode until New Year's Day of 2020. This was Even a New Year's it episode? It wasn't a New Year's episode. It, it 
premiered on New Year's Day. They didn't even yeah. play that into the episode yeah. it, at all. Because it wasn't. It wasn't. Because this was not a festive special. That's what's crazy. So you had, between series 11 and 12, you had a festive special that was Resolution, the New Year's episode of 2019. And then 2020, New Year's Day, you have the series premiere of series 12. So when we had uh, the return of Dr. Mysterio, where we had two Christmas specials in a row, they were actual Christmas specials. Dr. Mysterio was not, you know, episode one of that season. It was actually two back-to-back Christmas specials. This was not two back-to-back New Year's specials, even though they were both on New Year's Day. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So you, so you still got the fest- festive special in between, but unlike Capaldi, uh, Capaldi is the only one to have two festive specials back-to-back because Whitaker had two episodes on the same day, but they, were, <laughs> they weren't both festive specials. And then we will get um, a New Year's uh, a New Year's special. We got 2021 January 1st. We had a New Year's special, so that's that's a coming. But in between, <laughs> you have on New Year's Day a not New Year's special. Break your brain. Why? <laughs> just just the way it happened. I don't know why. The, okay, so here's what happened. Um, and I and I have some some bones to pick. Um, January. First, 2019, you have resolution, right? And then crickets, nothing for for a full year. And then they announce towards the end of of 2019 that the Spyfall will premiere on New Year's Day, 2020. And then, for whatever reason, they they pre-announced it's a two-part episode. And on January 5th, which was January 5th was uh, whatever it is, Sunday, which is uh, during Whitaker's time, Sunday is the normal Doctor Who day. But January 1st was not on a Sunday. So that's why that's why you had them four days apart. They were not so a week apart. they intentionally made so, it on New Year's? I have no idea why, though. No part of this makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah. So they aired that one on January 1st on BBC. And then on January 5th, get this, get this, it gets even weirder. January 5th, they aired part two on the BBC, but also did one of their global live theater premieres for episode two. But why just go to the, the theater to watch one episode when you can watch them both back to back? So here's mm-hmm. what they did. They showed Spyfall part one. And then immediately on the heels of that, Spyfall Part 2, which began at the same time that it began airing on the BBC. So that, so Spyfall Part 2 was a simulcast event, mm. right? Which they've done, they've done this before. It was a simulcast premiere of that episode, but they backloaded it with Part 1, which had played four days earlier on the BBC. Yeah, so... We decided, your mom and I, we were going to go watch this in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. I, I really don't know why. I decided rather than watch part one and then, just watch, and then it watch it again and watch part two immediately, which now that I'm thinking about it, why didn't Wouldn't I do have been that? Bad. Why didn't I do that? I don't know. At any rate, the reason, I, the reason is beyond me, but I didn't. 
So I purposefully, I had pre-bought this season on Amazon Prime. And the way it works is it airs on the BBC and then 24 hours later, it's available on Amazon Prime. Or at least that's the way it was. I don't know what they're going to do this season. Who knows? So I always had to wait a day and I would go Twitter dark, Facebook dark. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't touch social media because I didn't want to see inevitably all of the people talking about all of the things with the latest episode of Doctor Who, right? So that was, that was my general plan. I didn't watch episode one. I was going to wait until the fifth. And within hours, within hours of part one going on the air, I got the reveal of the master ruined for me. And I have been waiting for whatever that is now, almost two years to talk to y'all about this. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember you saying the first week of 2020. Yeah. I was extremely frustrated and angry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do remember telling you guys. Yeah. What, what did I say? There's a big reveal and that's all you said. Did I say? It, did I even say it was a big reveal? I think yeah. I just said I had something spoiled for me that I can't believe oh, what I yeah, got spoiled for like me. I, I tried not to even say it was a big twist reveal because I didn't want to give y'all any clue because I was like, I don't want what happened to me to happen to y'all. And so I had to sit and marinate in that for four days. And so when I saw, basically what it was is I saw, I don't know, on my Google news feed, I saw a picture of Sacha Dewan and a headline that immediately says, the master returns. And I'm like, what? what? How are you allowed to do that? What? I lost <laughs> oh my mind. Gosh. I was like, you are kidding me right now. And um, I don't know if you guys remember, um, we probably, I, sh I should have put this in the cast. Uh, Sacha Dewan was the guy who played Waris, the director of the first episode of Doctor Who in an adventure in space and time. Oh, really? he did? Yes. Huh. So I remember telling you guys when we covered that episode, I said, we're going to see him again. Because by the time we had covered that, I, th I think, I, I'm pretty sure that by the time we had covered that, this episode had aired. And so I just told you guys, we're going to see him again. I didn't, didn't give you any hint as to what capacity. I just said, oh, and by the way, because uh, because the woman who played Verity Lambert came back in an episode and then Sacha Dewan came back in this episode. So I said, we're actually going to see both of them in Doctor Who playing characters later on. And that'll be that'll be a fun little moment. So, boom, there you go. But yes, this got completely ruined for me, mm. completely ruined. Yeah. And then the worst part was I went to the theater and I'm sitting next to your mom, who it didn't get ruined for, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because she doesn't know who the master is. Yeah. She None doesn't know why that's important. So when that moment hit, I was like, oh, that was cool the way they did the twist reveal, which yeah. hadn't been ruined for me. And I look at your mom and your mom is like blank slate because she doesn't know. She looked like Graham looked. Graham like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, who? The master. Uh, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> you know? So... I spent I spent four days just absolutely seething at every <laughs> blogger in the world um, because by the way as soon I saw that and then so as soon as I saw that I was just like well who cares now and every headline was that and I was like guys you yeah. and my favorite and by that I mean ironically favorite would be the ones where the headline would say something like 
you'll never guess, you know, uh, you'll, you'll never guess this twist revelation. But then it would be a picture of Sacha Dewan. So now when so, the episode comes, you're, you, it's even worse because you know that there's a yeah, twist. Like you know it's going to be him. Or a like twist with him. Headlines that would be like, shock twist as, spoiler, is the master. Is and I'm like, the that's not the spoiler. <laughs> the spoiler part is not O. The spoiler part would be O is spoiler. But even that's even spoiler. <laughs> the only person he could be is the master. Yeah, by so the like, way, props to Corbin, who as soon as they looked out and uh, uh, saw the house flying by, Corbin goes, is this like the master or something? And I almost peed my pants right there. I was like, how did you, how? how?" Um, The only thing that surprised me more was the fact that Corbin said that, not Trip. Because I was like, Trip should have said that at the beginning. If if you had said that at the beginning of the episode, like, I wonder if he's the master. I I would have just been like, that's it. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and explain a little bit more behind the scenes of Noobs in the Hooving here. We started off watching this episode because, again, I pre-bought this season on Amazon. So even though it's no longer available to Amazon Prime viewers, we can watch it because we own it on Amazon Video, right? So we start watching it. And Amazon has this thing called X-Ray, where when you pause it, it has – when you're watching it on Roku and you pause it, along the bottom, it has information about the actors and the characters currently on the screen, which has spoiled some stuff for you guys. It genuinely spoils things sometimes. Can you all think of an example? No, but it's always because they credit the person as like the twist reveal or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. which which makes sense because they're pulling it yeah. from IMDb. So they're not going to yeah. – IMDb is not going to credit Sacha Dewan as O. Oh, you're going to credit him as the master, as, as they should. There's also been ones where like the person was totally not on the screen. So I, like yeah, but you, still, I yeah. didn't know that <laughs> Missy was in an episode and then suddenly it'll say Missy and yeah. I'll be like, what? It, Come on, exa- yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a big bad that we haven't seen – yeah. Revealed yet. And then, yeah, on the, on the x-ray, even though the person's not on the screen, it's like, well, that's not how it's supposed to work. So does anybody else, I feel really weird right now. I, I, I feel like every time we say something about Sacha Dewan being the master, I'm like, I hope I'm not spoiling it for somebody. Like that's how traumatized I am by this whole thing. So because of that, because x-ray is always popping up, I started getting paranoid. Like I cannot, because I didn't, I don't remember I thought I cannot pause this episode while he's on the screen because I don't know what it's going to say. Because if I pause it and it says Agent O, fine. If I pause it and it says The Master, (laughs) hang on a second. (laughs) In like minute 12 of this episode, well, he wasn't there that early, but you you get my point. And then, so I thought, okay, I'm not pausing this episode. I'm not going to pause it at any time because like we said, he could be up there three seconds before he appears on screen and then I messed everything up, right? So I'm like, I will not pause this episode. And then I started to think, wait a minute, we watch it with the closed captioning on. Mm -hmm. How is the closed captioning going to do it? If he's off screen and says something, is it going to say, O, Agent O, or The Master? And I thought, I cannot run that risk. And so I'm like, how do I cut off the closed captioning Without arising y'all suspicions. Oh, and when you how said do I, let's switch how do I, networks, well, no, hey, so I was like, like, no. How do I not pause this at any point and be like, wait, Dad, run that back? No, we're pressing <laughs> on. How do I do that? So then I remembered. Wait a minute, we've got HBO Max, which is where all these episodes are now. So in the middle, of, like we're like twenty five minutes into the first episode, I'm like, uh, hang on a second, guys, I'm going to do something real quick, and uh, there's a reason. Just, just trust me. 
And so, of course, it's like, of course, the Roku decided to like crap the bed right then. Spaz out. And just, yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting there waiting for like so five now, minutes. Like what? So now the boys are like, now they have time to stew on it <laughs> yeah. and go, why is he changing it over to HBO Max? I'm like, is there some kind of special is features? There yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. So, why so now they're speculating and I looked at Trip and I was like, Trip, stop no. asking questions. I'm you not mad not at you right now. To. I'm trying to protect you. This is for your own good. <laughs> Shut up. And telling you that it was for your own good was already a hint that something's going on here, you know? And I'm just like trying, I'm like, guys, I said, do me a favor. Stop asking questions and speculating because. <laughs> I can't even tell you why. I don't even want to say because spoilers, just shut up and just go along with it. And then like, I had to restart the entire Roku because HBO Max was like, I'm not going to work today. And oh, geez. And then when, when I pulled it up on HBO Max, the artwork for episode two was up, which is the master looking boss at the camera. And I'm like, oh, crap. I hope they're not. Th-. And Corbin said later, he goes, I don't know. I thought that was just Agent O yeah. being cool. And I was like, OK, good. So at any rate, we went, oh, my gosh, man. And so at the end of the episode, we're all done. We're packing up and I'm walking up the stairs and I looked at Corbin or Trip. I don't know who. And I was like, I feel so much better. I've been waiting for two years with this secret from you guys. I've been wanting to talk to y'all about this for two years. Yeah. I couldn't do it. So at any rate, the cast. <laughs> <laughs> now we talked a bit in. about Sacha Dewan. Yeah. Uh, C, Agent C, was played by Stephen Fry. Now Stephen Fry has done so much stuff. I don't even know where to begin. We've referenced him on this podcast before. Okay. Um, so first of all, you guys might know him from a bit of Fry and Laurie. I've shown you all some of his, some of the clips. He, I'll have to go back and show you a clip now that you've seen him in this because Mm -hmm. that was like 40 years ago (laughs) or something. So he's like way younger than, you know, like in a bit of Fry and Laurie, he's younger than I am now. And in, and in the episode that we just watched, he's, I don't know, 65, something like that. (laughs) So he looks way different. Um, but you would look at him and go, oh, right. Yeah, that guy. Um, he also did um, uh, for a number of years or may, may still be going a, a show called QI, uh, which is kind of a um, it, we've talked about this before. It's one of these celebrity panel shows where it's like it's like a quiz type game show, oh. like a Jeopardy type of, you know, trivia type of thing. But the only people on the show are like celebrities. So it's not and they're not competing for prizes. It's not like that. It's you compete for like points sort of but the points are just bragging rights you know it's kind of an interesting thing i'm surprised that we don't have this over here honestly i'm starting to see some stuff uh uh um uh oh Kristen bell and dax shepherd are about to start up a show that i think is similar to that where it's celebrities competing but they're just competing because it's an entertaining not because of cash prizes or anything um he also is the author of a book called mythos which is him telling the Greek myths. And so I've, I've read it you know, listened to it as an audiobook, And it's, it's, it's really interesting because he's like true to the Greek myths, but, but he's telling it as a 21st century author, you know? Mm. And so, um, every now and then he'll, he'll say, and that's where we get the word corneocopia, you know, things like that, <laughs> or like little tidbits where he'll say, you know, some versions of the Greek myths say this, but the one I like says this, you know, like he goes into some of that stuff and, uh, really kind of, it, it, if you've read any of the Greek myths, like in high school, 
this is a fun revisit of it because it's done so, so very differently. Um, he was also the narrator in the film adaptation of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So he, he is the guide in the, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, he also played the master of Lake Town in the Hobbit movies, which we actually haven't uh, seen yet, but we're, um, which we won't. They're, they're on our, okay. I'm going to watch them. I think Chip is determined to not watch these I, movies. I, I that's okay. Watch the Hobbit. That's okay. What's that one movie that you wanted to watch real bad? I, oh, John Wick. You'll never see that movie. Uh, You'll never see that movie. Was I really wanting to watch that movie? I don't know. Y'all have been begging. Anyways. Okay. (laughs) So in the skit comedy show, A Bit of Fry and Lori, um, he, they had an ongoing, uh, 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 bit that they did where it was a spy agency and Hugh Laurie would come in and, uh, it was really weird. It was like, it was like if two socially awkward nerds were running MI6 basically. And, um, and and uh, uh, Stephen Fry played Control, who was like the head of whatever this you know this made up spy agency was, and uh, it was very droll, you know, British humor, kind of kind of fun. But um, there's there's a thought that him his playing Agent C mm. is a nod to Control. Yeah. So just like O turned out to be. Uh, an intentional pun mm-hmm. on the master's part. Like that's why I chose that name because <laughs> that reaction right there, doctor, when you said, Oh, um, that, that in the same way. And obviously this is like Q and M and everything from the James Bond movies um, that going or men in black for that matter. Um, but they went with uh, C for control guys. News in the Hoovian is brought to you by professor Barnaby's hand grenades for the home. Because you never know when a madman with a tissue compression, compressor eliminator or a steam-powered gun is going to break into your house. Be ready with one of Professor Barnaby's hand grenades for the home. Never be home without one. <laughs> what, your silent laughter gave me pause. What? It's just such a ridiculous concept to like throw a grenade in your own house in the home. Like you know, how is that? Anyways, ah, intruder bomb. (laughs) Like what? Uh, that brings us down to the checklist. The name of the episode spoken in dialogue. No, not really. Um, obviously, the title was a nod to. Uh, uh, Skyfall, which was a 007 movie that had come out a, um, a number of years uh, prior to this. Um, I, I I remember I remember when they were doing the ads for this episode that they were really playing up the spy angle, mm-hmm. and um, then I remember the first time watching it being so wrapped up in the master that I was like, there was hardly any spy stuff at all. But in subsequent watchings, I was like, oh yeah, there was like laser shoes yeah, and rocket yeah. cufflinks and hacker the devices. Plus like, what? you know, the uh, uh, Ryan said he had rocket cufflinks. Yeah. He never he, used them. No, he, no, he did. He, he shot, shot at the yeah. he did, didn't he? thing with it, which that was so weird. The that rocket cufflinks are weird. How is that even? Not as bad as the, the laser shoes. The, la- kinda... the laser shoes were I mean, better. like tap dances it, and fires the worst looking At least you could like... That's actually like possible somehow. Like, straight up you could like, make a laser shoot out of that, but like you can't make like a bomb just shoot out of a cuff. Like yeah, what? that. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's very James Bond. Very James Bond. Like, yeah. There was there was one where he had uh, in his watch, he could pull out a line and use it either as a garrote to like choke somebody out 
or I think he uses it to like swing across a, a ravine oh like a cable or something. And it was like, like, you know, it was like super, it was like as thick as floss, wee. you know. Yeah, so. but even like wee. the size kind of makes sense, but shooting even the smallest of rockets out of a cufflink just makes it's no like, sense. Right, yeah. Well, th- th- You can shoot the cufflink. That would kind of make M- sense. MI6 gadgets are not supposed to make sense. They're supposed to be They're cool. Time Lord technology. <laughs> they're Time Lord technology. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe they're all developed by O. Ooh. <laughs> um, now, this. Uh, speaking of the uh, title, though, this was the first title that was simply part one, part two. Because you guys actually mentioned this. Uh, I think Trip, I think it was you. You were like, what's the episode title? And I was like, it's Spyfall Part 1 and Part 2. And you're like, it's just yeah. Part 1 and Part 2? Or maybe that was you, Corbin. I don't know. That um, that's because we haven't seen this since 2009, 2010's The End of Time Part 1, Part 2. You guys remember that? Huh. That was that was a, a Tenth Doctor uh, uh, two-parter. Um, his finale, right? Yeah. Wasn't that his, uh, that was the last of the David Tennant specials? Uh, something. Can't remember. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that was the, the two part of that was the end of his run. And it was, it was called the end of time part one, the end of time part two, which, um, yeah. And actually, okay. So here's, yeah, there was a bunch of other overlaps here. That story and this story both aired in part on new year's day, right? Because Spyfall part one was on new year's day. The end of time part two was on New Year's Day. Because if you remember, the David Tennant specials ended with a Christmas special followed by a New Year's special. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was. Yeah. At any rate, it was also um, the uh, parts, you know, the parts of the story that aired on New Year's Day also aired on the first day of their decade, the Wikia would like oh. to know, because it aired on January 1st, 2020, and January 1st, 2010. That's kind of so weird. we kicked off two decades with a with a Doctor Who special. And yes, uh, just to stop the emails and the tweets now, unless you've already paused and are doing it right now in a rage, you've already sent this to me. <laughs> in which case, I'll I'll laugh at you and then delete it. Uh, the Wikia pointed out that this would be on the first day of their decade, according to one reckoning of decades, which this Wikia adheres to, is what it said. In other words, are y'all familiar with this? The decade no. doesn't actually start until the one. Which is dumb because really that's not a new, true. A new decade doesn't start until you hit 2021. So we're in the first year of the first decade because the first year was one, not zero. So you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's a decade. And then 11 through 20 is the next decade. And then you go that's dumb. forward 2,000 years. And 2010 was the last year of the first decade of the third millennium. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, the creature of the week was the Kasavans. Were the Kasavans? Kasavan. Kasavans? Kasavan. They're one where it, their, their name sounds like it's a noun and an adjective. Like Kasavan sounds like the people sounds of like a Ka- food. Ka- Kasava. Yeah, yes, and it also does sound like a melon. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. They are glowing people wearing fedoras. And Corbin, what's this next note here? Oh yeah. Did you want to you want to go into this here? That's a good spot. This is, yeah, it's probably the only spot. Discontinuity. So at the end of the episode, is she does whatever to the statue and foils their plan or whatever, <laughs> and then 
Okay, so she reveals to them that the master was going to betray them afterwards. Yeah. And so they, like, suck him into their universe or whatever. <laughs> and then, to my recollection, we don't even see them leave that building. Yeah, we go back and they're just not there. Yeah, something. They d- they just never explain, like, and what did she do to the Kasavans? Presumably she did nothing. And, they just and they're left. just still around. So, like, mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, it's like I was saying. I, I ignored all the spy stuff because of the master stuff. I think, I think that the Kasavans so sort of suffered the same the thing. The writers ignored the Kasavans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically. Stuff. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so the TARDIS, uh, she's got it up on a lift at the beginning of the first episode, just draining the water slides and the boat lakes and the rainforest floor. You know. Well, yeah. You know. Typical stuff. Where do you put all that water? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> she putting that down the drain at this car garage that she's got it at? Um, let's see. She says somewhere in the lower substrata, there's a, a wardrobe. I think it's past the karaoke buses. I was like, what? what? Karaoke buses run around inside the TARDIS? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Except that how do they get in the TARDIS? Because the door is still. How did anything get into that thing? Like it's. <laughs> this is true. This is very, very true. It's grown. So, uh, let's see. O would really like to take a ride on, onto the TARDIS. Um, I was I was laughing at that when she was like, "Do you fancy a ride?" And he's like, "I really would." And I was like, "Yeah, I bet you would, master." <laughs> um, his reaction: he steps into it and then comes back, you know, and looks up and does the bigger on the inside thing, and or doesn't say it, but you know, obviously saying it with his eyeballs. And then he comes back out and he says, "Ridiculous." To which Corbin and I later on went, "Wait a minute, was he making fun of her? Was he saying it's like because in the moment pre-reveal?" It seems like he's going, this is ridiculous how insane this is. This is so cool, blah, blah, blah. But then when you realize, no, that's the master, was he going, that's ridiculous. Yellow crystals, really? You know, like, what was he he saying there? And then uh, I noticed, now this this was something uh, that I thought was interesting later on. When, when, When they were first inside, I was like, okay, wait a minute. She parked her TARDIS outside, so cool. But then later on, they had her TARDIS inside O's house. What? Huh? There was a point. There was a point in the episode. Yeah. Where it was like parked in the living room of O's house, and I'm like, when uh, did that happen? Like there were a couple of times where I'm like, why did the master not just like take her out? Like for example, when he had. Her TARDIS inside of his. Now, granted, now, the what was weird about his TARDIS, his TARDIS was doing like me and Clara's TARDIS, where yeah. the doctor has the door that opens immediately into the console room, or now you have the door that opens to the interior of a TARDIS, of a police phone box, but the back wall blows out into the interior of a TARDIS, whereas Clara and Mies had an entire restaurant before you got into the actual control room. So you kind of had that with O's house, right? Uh-huh. So presumably there would be a door like that would look like it would go to a bedroom, but when you open up that door, you're into the console room or something. Except that later on, when he was flying that thing through the time vortex, 
the living room just sort of became the control room. It's like you're walking yeah. through the you're walking through the living room and then all of a sudden there's the control panel. So I'm like, <laughs> where was all that earlier? It wasn't like a, a wall slid out of the way or a door opened up. So I perception filter, obviously. Oh, maybe, maybe. Do you think Except it would have fooled the doctor, the doctor? Yeah, the doctor would think could it wouldn't. Yeah, see through the person. Um, and then we had the uh, yellow crystals turning blue when she turned blue. So sad. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I said I said recently that if you know, like the eleventh doctor was was green, and the twelfth doctor was blue, the thirteenth doctor is definitely yellow. Like yeah. All the yellow crystals and all the posters were yellow and all this kind of stuff. I I don't know how, why this came across. I think I was looking up something for this episode and looking up something on YouTube and came across something that I had seen when they released it but had completely forgotten about. Jodie Whittaker in conjunction with maybe this season, maybe last season, now I can't remember, released a cover of Coldplay's yellow and i was like what oh my god like somehow like she that, sang it like, she sang it it's jody whittaker <laughs> singing yellow by coldplay and apparently um the way i originally encountered this like a year or two ago was a video that was a behind the scenes thing where coldplay surprised her by showing up while she was recording it and if I remember correctly, she's standing there singing into a microphone, practicing, and they walk in the studio behind her and she like turns and like immediately fangirl dies of embarrassment <laughs> in front of Coldplay. It was so great. It was so, so it was, it was such a great look at who Jodie Whittaker as is as a human being, because by the way, if you didn't know, giant nerd, and I mean that in the best possible way, just total you know like when she does the face scrunches and stuff that's the way she looks in real life and when you see her in in, in interviews and stuff that's what she does she's got like a jim carrey rubber face it's a little <laughs> yeah. yeah so she's singing that song and then in comes the actual guy who sang the song she's like ah, i'm gonna die now i'm so sorry you had to hear me sing that <laughs> anywho uh speaking of uh colors the time vortex shifted red when they broke through into Gall gallifrey's bubble did y'all notice that no. When she at the end of the second episode, when she decided to go to Gallifrey, she's flying through the what is in this series, the purple time vortex. And then all of a sudden there was kind of this and the time vortex went red right before she landed in Gallifrey. Uh, mm -hmm. I figured that was her like crashing through into the that was yeah. Again, I remember seeing at the time, like, wow, that was weird. What just happened with like it, it went red? What was that all about? And the Wikia pointed out that was that was her crashing through the bubble. Now, can can y'all remind me? Okay. I thought they got out. I <laughs> They did, then they got Yeah, because, like, didn't back. the didn't the 10th Doctor just not visit? He was, like, thrown there in that prison or whatever. So, like, like what? Wait, the 10th Doctor? And then he kicked everybody uh, off of Gallifrey. Okay, all right, okay. So, they were put into a bubble universe by... 1110 and the war doctor are using the moment, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then the next episode was the Christmas special 11's regeneration episode. And they sort of reached through the crack in the universe or whatever and gave him the extra regeneration cycle yeah, or whatever. And then we haven't seen the, Oh no, no. And then we had 
Heaven Sent and Hellbent, where the doctor came the long way around and somehow ended up on Gallifrey in the bubble universe, right? Was it in the bubble universe still? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. What was now it? I realize it's not clear. They didn't say <sighs> had There was the whole bit where he said then. he came the came around the long way. Yeah. But I, yeah. I just this is this is what I mean, guys. Mm. I can't stand it when we go to Gallifrey. And I like I, listen, classic Whovians, I hear you. I hear you through my microphone feedback of you shouting into your iPods. I hear it, okay? I feel it in my soul. I know that it was different in Classic Who. I wish we had that. Yeah. I wish we had some normalcy with Gallifrey because I feel like it is a planet entirely run, I used to think entirely populated by, but then Hellbent showed us, no, it's just entirely governed by and run by a bunch of psychopaths. Yeah. And... They're they're constantly in a state of flux. Do they exist? Do they not exist? Um, the, you know, the last time we saw them, like you said, the doctor kicked the president off the planet. But I don't remember what happened at the end of that. The 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 truly last thing I remember about Gallifrey was that Clara was due back there some point. Yeah, she had to go back there so that they could unstick her in, in time, put her back, and she could die. Which we've never seen happen on camera, so I'm just going to presume it never happened. Well, remember they were like, oh, let's take the long way round. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so billions of years later. The long way round to the bubble universe. What? How does that work? Well, that's what the doctor did. Went the long way round. Yeah. To the bubble universe. But he got teleported into it every single time. So. Oh, that's. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's how he ended up. He ended up in the confession dial by being teleported because me was given the coordinates. Mm hmm. How did, the, how, did, how did they, how did the Time Lords give her the coordinates? Oh my God. And I, like, what kind of Guys, coordinates Gall- are they? Uh, if they exist outside of our universe. Outside of the universe, yeah. The Gallifrey is weird, guys. So, um, weird. so and now, the you know, now we go back to Gallifrey just to see that it's been destroyed. Yeah. And presumably Obviously. nobody's there. And now she can just get through without taking the long way around, because why not? I know. Uh, right, yeah, she just crashed on in, like, oh, yeah. I also just love, like, I am not surprised that they were lying about whatever the crap they were lying about because they just seem like so. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. We, that, that that's our, our new theory section. So name dropping. Uh, the doctor says, remember our trip to the great Kalisperin bike-off? Kalisperin? Oh, Kalisperin? I can't remember okay. what she said. Um, they have hinted at so many side adventures that we are yeah. not privy to. With... Uh, uh, um, uh, at the very end of this episode, they're like, why are you so quiet? Graham's like, yeah, five planets in a row and you've hardly said a word. It's like, we have had five adventures yeah. with this team that we don't don't see. You know, it's like we're making up for the short seasons, the 10 episode seasons yeah. by saying, don't by worry. Saying, they're having all worry, kinds of adventures that plenty. we're not aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. That makes it better. Uh, the doctor loves stuff that hadn't been on the list in a while. She loves a laminator. <laughs> I love it when the doctor loves things. I love a laminator. Why? 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 You have like infinite pockets in a magic wand. Like, why do you? (laughs) No, it's a laminator, though. (laughs) But it's a laminator. It takes things and laminates them. Things that were previously, henceforth, unlaminated, hitherto unlaminated, henceforth ever shall be laminated. (laughs) What (laughs) are you saying? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Adventures in closed captioning. We haven't had an entry here in a while, and this was the weirdest one yet. This was not a typo. This was not them putting the wrong word because they can't understand British people. Um, this was 
at a point where I, now I'm trying to remember what happened. Everything went into slow motion at some point. And then when it returned to normal speed, the closed captioning said regular speed footage. Yeah, because all the people who can't see it. Yeah, for all the blind people. <laughs> would be helped out by reading that fact yeah. on the screen. Yeah, that was the weird. I was like, why would you put a visual cue in the closed captioning? That's the most bizarre thing ever. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that I accidentally watched half of the uh, of the Grinch movie, the Jim Carrey version, with the um, descriptive subtitles on? What? Not descriptive subtitles, descriptive audio. No. I was watching it late one night and I was trying to turn on the closed captioning so that I could keep the volume down and and not wake anybody up or whatever. And I not only turned on the closed captioning, I deter I turned on the descriptive audio, which is like closed captioning for the blind. So it is an audible narrator who is describing to you what's happening on screen. So a young a girl in a red dress walks into the back of the post office. Her hair uh, is done up in pigtails shaped like the handles of a teacup or whatever. Like that was the level of detail like, that it's giving. What? A scary green hairy man walks through the door, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was watching the movie with the volume up that I could barely hear it and using the closed captioning to fill in the gaps. But hearing this other voice describing <laughs> things that were not yeah. being typed on the screen... <laughs> And I'm like, what? And then there was like the narrator. There was the narrator narrator and his words were on the screen. But then there was this other narrator. And then the narrator was narrating <coughs> the fact that there was a narrator. <laughs> the narrator a disembodied voice says. <laughs> <laughs> it broke my brain. Um, other st uh, stuff we noticed, the GPS or sat nav for, the, uh, for those across the pond said, in five seconds, Die. Uh, that was, that was, that was <laughs> the that best, was best instructions from a sat nav ever. Um, in the absence of unit, MI6 had to team up with every intelligence agency in the world. And then I put under that and Torchwood, because the doctor mentioned that unit and Torchwood are all gone. Uh, let's see. Did we have, wait a minute. I don't remember if I put notes here about this, so I better bring it up now so we don't forget part of what MI6 was doing was not acknowledging alien existence. Yeah, that was... He literally said, and yeah. I, I, this is what I was telling you guys about last season. I said, it's going to come up as a plot point because MI6 says, we have problem. never countenanced the existence of extraterrestrial life. Are you kidding? I, uh, that one felt, because he mentioned unit in Torchwood. I think it was poorly phrased, but I felt like he was saying... That's their job. We deal with no, no, no. local. Matters. He said, no, he we have never countenanced never... the existence of extraterrestrial life. Uh, if that's like he said, what he meant, like the oh official gosh. position of MI6 is that aliens don't exist. My official position on MI6 is, is that blind. you're an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> blind and stupid. Anywho, um, one of the oh, one of the gadgets. So we not only got the rocket cufflinks, we got the laser shoes. We also got tongue immobilizing gum. Mm. I desperately want to know what the use case scenario is for tongue immobilizing gum. Interrogation. Hey, is it for use on yourself so that you can avoid interrogation because now you can't talk? Is it for use against your enemies to just I don't know be a prank? What the heck is the tongue immobilizing gum for? You just throw it at people and. Every time somebody throws gum at you, you just, you know, you eat it, right? So, like, 
Of course, yeah. You just shut their mouth and hold their nose. Um, uh, Vor uh, was the uh, was sort of the overarching big bad guy, uh, big bad conglomeration corporation. Can we just say Google? It's Google, right? It's Google. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about Google yeah, and or absolutely. Facebook, but mostly Google because uh, they actually reference Facebook on this one. So it is oh, Google so that we're so talking about, right? Yeah. Are we saying Google Google's is evil? evil? Is that what yeah, we're saying? Obviously, okay. Google. I think it's funny that we have heard about in universe on this show. We've talked about Google, Facebook, Twitter, etc. in universe. But when it's time to smear one as a global conspiracy of of doom and evilness, <laughs> we have to make up Vor. Yeah. I love well, it when shows I mean, do that. They made up that dude who is gonna be president while referencing Donald while Trump. Referencing in Trump. The Don't say his name. Yeah, the first ten ten minutes of meeting that character, you're like, oh, so this is Donald Trump. And then he's like, I hate that guy. Wait, you know <laughs> Wait, Donald Trump? You know, what? <laughs> yeah. You've interacted with him and you're still the way you are? Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it is It is funny to me when it's like, when you reference Google in-universe on this show, and then you decide to talk about a international conglomeration that has unprecedented access to data through devices, server access, you know, all these kinds of things, you have to go, but we're not, we're not talking about Google, not Google. because yeah. they'll sue us. Yeah. Both Google it's, and Vor exist in this world. It's Vor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that means that Vor, what, took over and beat out Google? So if so, why is Google still around? Nobody talks about Ask Jeeves or Lycos anymore. Um, I, I, yes, I know there's a couple of you still out there. I know. Wait, what was the second one? Lycos. Like. I've never heard of that. Yeah, because no. it died when I was in high school. They're, uh, they're, so Ask, Ask Jeeves was a search engine. And their whole thing was they had a guy named Jeeves who was a little cartoon butler guy. <laughs> and Lycos was a dog because Ly- a dog named Lycos who would go fetch the data for you. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Anyways. And then uh, Google just died years ago. Like made up a word and everyone went with that one. So. No, they misspelled a word. Because well, <laughs> yeah. Google is a word. They misspelled a word. They went to buy Google.com and misspelled it. And that's why the company name is GLE instead of GOL, which is what the number is. So. The more you know. Um, what's his dude's DNA was only 93% human? What's the other 7%? Corbin leaned over and goes, lunch? And clothing? <laughs> and believe lunch it or not, you're clothing. filled with DNA that isn't your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not only your lunch that you just ate, you know, like why is your DNA like 0.9% turkey? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, but also gut flora and fauna. And um, and then I told the boys my, my one of my favorite stories relating to this is that uh, there's this comedian talking about when his son reached 99 pounds, he, just, he asked if they could go out to dinner and he wanted to order one pound of nachos so that that would make him 100 pounds and he would be precisely 1% nacho, which... <laughs> That boy is a hero. Um, he needs to run for office. I'm for I don't care what he's running for. I'm voting for him. <clears throat> um, who's who? So who is O? Well, he's the flipping master, of course. Um, that was an aggressive button push. There was a, a point where uh, he was keying in some stuff, and he's like, just a little closer, just a little closer. And then he's like, you <laughs> oh, didn't have to replicate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was an aggressive button and push. He if broke I've ever seen one. Yeah. Everything. He, yours was more aggressive. Oh. Nearly flipped the computer. Well, off that's because mine was hanging off the edge of this this table here. His his was not. If it had been, it would have gone flying. Um. Later on in episode two, he says, "When I kill them, it's like knowing I'm in the right place, 
doing what I was meant to do. This version of the master, I'm trying to decide <laughs> if it's him or Missy that is my favorite version of the master. That Definitely Missy. I'm 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 torn. I'm torn because I've seen more of this version of the master than you. Oh. So, so he's coming back. Oh <laughs> crap! He revealed too much with his words. Um, uh, who could have guessed? Yeah, yeah. who could have guessed? I mean, he did, you know, set up the overarching plot line for this season. Yeah, yeah. but other than that, um, yeah. So, um, I put in the notes. Have we seen them do telepathic communication before? I'm going to let Jared answer that question because I, I, I think I found an answer to it. But I'm, I'm assuming that means Jared's going to connect. Yeah, make that connection. Yeah. Um, he has the tiny Teutonic psychic perception filter. What? Mm-hmm. Why is it Teutonic? I don't, what? What does Anyways, that mean? Um, I don't even know. I don't, I, I'm no, not real sure. Let's consult Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Askjeeves.com. J-E-E-V-S. What? Denoting the Germanic branch of the Indo-European Yes, language. that's what I thought. Okay, no, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teutonic perception filter. A Teutonic psychic perception filter. In other words, he created a perception filter that works specifically on Germans. That's uh, <laughs> what he's saying. Or that makes him look German. Okay, Maybe so, it's to make him uh, look German. A Teuton is a member of a people who lived in Jutland in the 4th century? Yeah, Teutonic just means... What? Yeah, of, of like Germania I've at large. I've never yeah. even heard of these people yeah, before. No. Anyways. Um, okay, so he lived through from 1943 to 2020. That was an interesting little side twist there that he's like, I thought the doctor was going to do that from like the 1800s. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, for a minute there. Yeah, but he's like, I just had the most, what did he say? The most annoying uh, 87 years, I can't do math, 77 <laughs> years, whatever it was. Um, you know, you can't believe the places I've escaped from. I'm like, what? Okay. Why were okay. you getting thrown in jail? Hang on a sec. Well, he's a psychopath. Well, yeah. But why didn't he meet up with himself? Yeah. Why didn't, if, okay, all right, okay. I didn't even think about this until now. I thought about that in terms of this story. That means why didn't he meet up with O, the master, you know, still as O, and conspire together a little bit and say, hey, by the way, you're going to get stuck in Germany, so don't let that happen. But now I'm realizing this means that the the Dewan Master was on Earth through like the most whole of Doctor Who so yeah. far, like all of it, right? The show started in the fifties, sixties, sixty-three, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. First of all, that, but also I'm thinking about all the times where the Doctor was on Earth during that time frame. Yeah. I mean, this means during world this. Okay. This means that when the ninth doctor and Rose met captain Jack for the first time, uh, the master was hanging out there somewhere. He was just around. He was maybe in, in Paris still, but he was, he was on earth during this time. This also means that when a previous incarnation of himself was running for prime minister of great Britain, he was there on Earth doing nothing what? about it. At no point did he catch up with another incarnation of himself and say, get me out of here. Plus, he had 77 years to just like cause chaos and I guess did nothing during that time. Or he, or did stuff and somehow flew under the doctor's radar. He vaguely went to jail a bunch of times or something, but like he <laughs> obviously wasn't taking over the world every other day. And so here's the other thing is like, 
he says, I just had the most annoying 77 years. And he says that as he's showing up to the companions who had just survived and outsmarted him and survived his trap. Why didn't he make the trap better? If the doctor can go back and set up the instructions for how they could survive it, why didn't he bill and Ted it up and go in and make it so that her instructions failed? Why didn't he lay more traps? That's what elsewhere? I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. A trash can. Don't forget a trash can. You know, like that, that type of thing. Why didn't it's just, it's a funny little gag, right? Boy, I just had an annoying 77 years. Wait, wait, wait. What were you doing yesterday? Yeah. Why Why weren't you... Just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, why weren't you boring. telling uh, Vor guy that they were breaking into his office and gathering the goods on him? I mean, like, so many... Like, you had all the knowledge of how to thwart your enemies and sat on that for 77 years. And just to show up just in the nick of time in this hangar. How did you even yeah. know that they were there? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying there's inconsistencies in a time travel? Uh, who is Ryan Sinclair? Um, he decided his cover name is Logan, and now he's worried he looks nothing like Hugh Jackman. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, I'm Logan. My name's Logan. I'm a photographer. Logan. You don't look like Hugh Hi. Jackman. Yeah. No way. Anybody named What are you Logan? trying to pull here, man? <laughs> Anybody named Logan has to look like Hugh Jackman. It has to be a Obviously. reference to Wolverine. It's got to be. Yeah. A particular Obviously. version of Wolverine, too. Um, what's this? Somehow Logan existed? Yeah, when he looked up the Logan... Both of them existed Summer because the doctor like put them there. When? They didn't ever like give any explanation for why he existed. It wasn't spy wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. More importantly, he said while they were about to go into the building, I just decided my spy name is Logan. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I figured, oh, maybe so, spies were listening in and they helped him with that. What but spies? What's a, none. I guess, like, Agent C just got murdered, so, like, not him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, who knows? How did that work? I don't know. Did the doctor do that when she went back and planted all this stuff on the plane? Again, that wasn't shown. We though. didn't see it. We didn't see that. I huh. feel like they forgot about it because it happens, like, in the first half of the first episode. But, like, yeah, that, was, that was very weird. Um, who is Graham O'Brien? Uh, he said, the doctor says, don't panic, especially you, Graham. And he says, I did say, don't talk back to the screens. Or no, no, uh, sorry. She says, and I did say, don't talk back to the screens. To which he just goes, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole bit. He, she's just calmly explaining the whole situation. And he's like, we're not panicking! And he's like screaming at the top of his lungs, hey! <laughs> Graham, Graham's comedic timing in this show Amazing. is so great. So great. Uh, tap Dancing Laser Shoes was... I can't decide if I loved it or hated it. It, it was so bad. Funny. I definitely hated the line, don't make me do the old soft shoe shit. <laughs> that was... I did hate that line. So dumb. I didn't understand... I, okay. Why was he standing there holding one foot in the air, vaguely sort of pointing his heel <laughs> at them when the laser comes out of the toe? I Yeah. I did not, I didn't like the laser shoes. Also, mm. I wanted to, but I didn't. Like, I couldn't. Every time he shot the lasers, it looked like the lasers from the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, it just I didn't, didn't look good. I didn't think they were bad. Yeah. I think you're overly critical about CGI nowadays for some reason. What, what does that mean? In, it looked in bad. Game ruined it, you. In game ruined me? It did. Just wait until you're older and your kids are like, 
Endgame sucks. You know what? You can just use practical effects sometimes. Those lasers? Kind of look better. I mean, not practical lasers. Actually, you lasers. could, but it wouldn't. I know, you literally can't. You can't make lasers that are a finite thing. You have a full-length beam or nothing at all. That's how lasers work. Yeah. Uh, shoot it faster than light. What? <laughs> Film it faster than light? <laughs> so you can see it travel? Anywho. Um, who is Yaz? Um, Alexa hates her dad's voice. I thought that was great. Play Rubber Soul. <laughs> the nearest shoe <laughs> That was great. Um... What? Oh, yeah. She is definitely taking after the doctor. She's got the line where, um, you know, what, what would the doctor ask right now? What do we have at our disposal? Um, that was that was later on. Um, earlier on in the first episode, she's talking to Ryan and she's like, hey, look, all we got to do, just do like the doctor. Go in, lots of words, lots of bluster, total confidence, piece of cake. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Like She is definitely stepping up and learning. It's kind of like watching Clara towards the end where she started – um, really taking on the doctor's traits and getting a little kooky, a little crazy uh, towards the end with, um, was that with 12 or 11? Yeah, it was with 12. Uh, apparently, Yaz thinks a forest is nothingness. I, <laughs> honestly, all of that was so weird because she was like, I was scared I was going to die or that I was like they dead and there was so nothing. And I was like, what? It's just she like, said it was like being random in nothingness. They seemed like they like were so trees. traumatized. Even the doctor seemed incredibly freaked out by that yeah. experience. And it's like, you it's travel like through time. What do you mean? It's like, right. It was, it was weird. Obviously, I would not enjoy like being thrown into whatever that is. But I wouldn't be like existential dread. I would be yeah. looking for how to get out of wherever yeah. I was. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Yaz's dad was right again. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> you just see the conspiracy everywhere. Who is the doctor? I wrote down a bunch of stuff here. Let's see if any of it's uh, actually worth talking about. Uh, I loved Stephen Fry thinking Graham was the doctor. That was. He's yeah. like, I've read the files. The doctor is a man. And she says, I've had an upgrade. Wait, isn't that like the second time that that's happened? Where like the doctor... Or like they thought um, Graham was in charge. Yeah, King James assumed yeah. that she couldn't be the Witchfinder General. She must be the Witchfinder's assistant because a, a woman leading. Oh, oh whatever. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the doctor can read pixels. What? The stuff that she claims. Yeah. That they yes. claim. Yeah. Over time. Uh, she lived in the outback for 123 years. <laughs> like when? Corbin, Corbin, you had a big problem with this. When? When? I don't know. I mean, she's lived like eighty At some trillion point, years. So, like, I what? feel like we've seen most of her life, though. There's been gaps. Well, I know, but, but we never... objectively haven't, though. Yeah. I mean, there's been gaps, but not that big, right? There's never yeah, been a there's gap. Definitely of, like... been that. Okay, so first of all, when we meet the first Doctor, he's old. Yeah. And yeah. has been traveling presumably for some time, but secondly. I mean, think about the impossible astronaut. There was a 200 year gap between the two versions of the doctor we saw in that one episode. Mm. And mm. we don't account for all 200 of those years. You have the time period where he goes and gets Queen Nefertiti and whatever the, who was it, Billy the Kid or something like that. And they had little adventures. And it's alluded to that they've had several adventures together before he brought the, ended up on dinosaurs on a spaceship and all that kind of stuff. They're always hinting at other stuff happening. There, there's been a there was a um, uh, a web only video that I watched the other day that I think we covered when we were there 
that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember the, um, where they were doing the little, uh, mini episodes with, uh, the ponds. Mm-hmm. And so you had yeah. the one where like the TARDIS got stuck inside the TARDIS. Yeah. There was a whole other one where, um, you had, uh, I think it was called first night last night where you have the doctor taking river out for the first time and then they bump into river. They played it up as though it was river the last time that, uh, she ever sees the doctor. And subsequently we discover it wasn't because he, she was still with the 11th doctor. But at any rate, um, in that episode, there's a hint of, uh, like Amy comes out and is like, what, what were you doing? Who were you talking to? Do you have adventures while we're sleeping? And he's like, well, I don't need as much sleep as you. So there's, there's hints of like him going off and doing stuff just while Amy and Rory are asleep. Yeah. Think about the whole year where he kept coming and picking them up and he would like pick them up in the middle of their wedding shower or, or whatever and go away for two weeks and come back and it was the same party and you know stuff like that. And then how long did, how long did he go away in his subjective time before the next time he picked them up? Maybe he went and lived in the outback for 123 years and then came back and got him the next day or whatever, you know? So it's all wibbly wobbly. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That was a long excursus to say you're wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she met O when she was a man, and Graham says, when she was a what? <laughs> I thought she was joking about that. I thought that was great. We really, in this episode, um, I really realized how little the the companions know about her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because uh, we didn't get they the explaining part yeah. we, um, this season. We, we, and I actually, I have some notes about that later on here. Um, oh, the... <laughs> O says, I have a whole section about the doctor over there. There's a lot of inconsistencies. I wrote in the notes, stares into camera. You know, like Corbin's like, wow, was that a fourth wall break? Yeah, probably a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, Oh, my gosh. If there's, I love this story. Spoilers for my rating later. Love this story. One line I wish was not in this episode was, the name's Doctor. The Doctor. Oh, please. No. No. Don't do the James Bond thing if your name is the. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. First of all, I cringe anytime anyone ever does that. But when it's Dr. James Bond, the doctor. Um, almost, yeah, because it's so cliche. Um, I mean, when I get to the scene where Darth Vader says, no, I am your father, I'm like, I ah. will. <laughs> Seen it, been done. Oh, this was the original? Okay. Sorry. Ah. Carry on. <laughs> um, she's playing snap instead of go fish. Wait, instead of go fish. Why did I write go fish? I mean, what? Are, she's playing snap playing instead of uh, blackjack. Why did I write definitely go not fish? Playing go fish. Why did I write go fish? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Can tell. Was this so during the switch to HBO? <laughs> we know about as much as the doctor did in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> you silly doctor! They weren't playing snap. They were playing go fish. Anyways, uh, she says she's really hard to get rid of. I thought that was a, a great line. Something about the way she smiles at him in that scene just really made me uh, laugh a little bit. Uh, she says, you have been witness to the miraculous apparating man. Lady, every time. The apparating lady. Like, I'm like, dude, it's been like a year. It's been a year of our time. 
like 800 of you yeah it's been it's been quite a while uh subjective time for for the it's okay the first time i mean i guess like, i guess you can cut her a little slack because she was a man for years yeah she was like, a man for four billion years so yeah so I, I guess i guess one year yeah. isn't enough time to acclimate yeah. Yeah. um she strongly disproves of ada using the gun grenades totally that's cool, cool. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. Everybody knows how we feel. Uh, <laughs> the Doctor of Hope. She says, where there's risk, there's hope. I thought that was an interesting take on things. Where there's risk, there's opportunity. But where there's risk, there's hope. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess uh, no. you hope you make it. Don't you die. Hope the risk pays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have them. Exactly. And then she says uh, later, much, much later on, she says, these are the dark times, but they don't sustain. Darkness never sustains, though sometimes it can feel like it. Oh my Wipes gosh. memory. Bye Hang now. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's actually, I did have a note about that um, later on where do the fascists win? Never. Now I'm going to wipe that fact from your mind. Feel better? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, why did she have to wipe Nora and Ada's memories? What the heck? Why so did she, she doesn't mess memories? up the timeline? Wait, she talked with <laughs> King James, yeah, and tried to convince, tried to completely alter his worldview into saying there's no, no such no, thing but these as, people, as witches. No, they're they're too important. Yeah, they make but computers. I think I think that's part of it. The mm-hmm. fact that they are some of the most influential people in but computing. King James isn't James. No one cares about King James. <laughs> he wrote a Bible. What did he ever sort do of. after that? <laughs> ruled england (laughs) he was the king he didn't build modern computing though i what when you think today the doctor is a big fan of being alive i thought that was a that was a great line and then like i said um uh the 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 the, what what did i delete i deleted delete the other thing i don't know where'd the thing go what did you delete i just moved something and i got rid of something else um they still don't know where she's from or anything Mm -hmm. and then i had to amend that and say Uh, uh, until the end of this oh yeah yeah. at the end of this episode she did she laid the whole thing out um did she she gave the most half-hearted answers what no she she gave the ranch she's i'm from the planet gallifrey and the constellation castebris i'm a time lord i travel time and space Uh, you know what not knowing any of that, though, she might as well have said, "I'm from a planet," and they already knew that. Like, I don't. She feel said, like, "What?" Pla- no, it's it's different if somebody says, "I don't know anything about you," and you say, "I'm from a city." Mm-hmm. If you say, "I'm from New York," even if I don't know anything about New York, at least I know you're from there now. She did I tell feel, him information. I still feel like it just wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> like, she didn't even bother to explain. What? Well, she said regeneration. I mean, you can't. Yeah, she said I can regenerate my body. But and, she already yeah. said that. But, so. uh, but, yeah. uh, but, okay. Well, anyways. All right, Corbin, what's, what's your next thing? I did. So there's a line early in the episode where um, they, uh, they're like, these spies, their DNA has been completely rewritten. Like every like, single <laughs> part of it. And I guess every cell is like, entirely different than what it should be and the doctor the doctor says that's impossible which is objectively not true Mm -hmm. because you may have heard of a recent technology that's still being worked on called crispr 
where uh, we do that. We change yeah. people's DNA. We, do that. we, it's, you know, it's sort of, yeah. it's, not, it's, it's very it's early not stages, but we, realistic technology yeah. yet. we are able, at least in theory, to change people's DNA. That, and she says in this episode, I can regenerate my body. Yeah. She yeah. talks about how every cell of her body gets regenerated and changed. So, yeah, but for humans, totally impossible. <laughs> totally impossible. Like, I, I understand, like, if a, you know, a regular human says something impossible is impossible, but at this point, I feel like the doctor the should doctor not be using that word. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is very true. Like, that shouldn't be Like, in if Graham had said, or at least that only about possible? the TARDIS or, you know, something like that. Yeah, like, if, if Graham had said, is that even possible? And the doctor would be like, meh. But yeah. I'm very difficult, but it's doable. And just like, you remember when we were tallying how many times they said impossible because the number of times that something was like seven impossible on this show yeah, was because that was ridiculous. that was going to be the thing that we were about to go do. Yeah, yeah. it's impossible to break into a, a bubble universe. Like, oh, so like we're going to go do that now. Okay, cool. Saying something is impossible is one thing, but saying something that you are witnessing in front of your eyes is impossible is just like yeah. mind-boggling. <laughs> like. I, well, guys, on that note, Noobs in the Hoobie is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you can do. Go to noobsinthehoobie.com slash support. Click on something. Spend some cash. You can give it directly to us, or you can buy something that we recommend. Either way, it'll help support the show. Noobsinthehoobie.com slash support. So that brings us down to the classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared has to say this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the two-parter, Spyfall. All right, so the very first thing I noticed, and it was a pretty big one uh, for Classic Who Connection, was the master uh, shrunk O to a miniature size. He he pulled him out of a matchbox, I'm pretty sure. Um, This is directly out of uh, Terror of the Autons, uh, where he shrunk other people, and I think kept them in matchboxes. I'd have to go back and double check on that, but as I'm recording this now, I'm pretty sure. Um, Maybe it's a little lunchbox, something along those lines. But anyway, he used his tissue compression eliminator, however that works. Uh, to shrink people down to size. So he's done this in Classic Who, now he's done it in New Who. Um, He did in Classic Who a few times, but that was the first one, Terror of the Autons. Uh, That's the original Master with the third Doctor. Uh, The Doctor and the Master used telepathic contact between Time Lords to communicate at one point. Uh, we've, we've seen this in, in a number of uh, Classic Who uh, serials, but most of the multi-Doctor serials they had, you know, because they're all a bunch of Time Lords on there, they had that uh, telepathic contact uh, ability. And finally, the Master mentioned his part in the death of the fourth Doctor. Is it is it really death? Yeah, I think it is. They've established that by now, so I, I think we can call it death. Uh, so the fourth Doctor falls off a, a big tower in Logopolis, and the Master uh, was responsible for that. Spoilers, because we're going to go see, see uh, Logopolis, although I should have said spoilers before I started talking about it. Oh, well, uh, it's, you know, what, 50 years later at this point, so... 
Uh, I think we've agreed uh, already. It's not really spoilers. So anyway, uh, and then finally, there was some stuff, you know, in the end when the doctor, when she was telling uh, uh, her family, crew, whatever, team, um, telling the companions about their, um, where she's from, Gallifrey, Constellation, Casteverus, you know, all that business, uh, you know, so that's talking about stuff that's introduced in classic who but um so obviously that's a connection but uh you all knew that already so uh that's that's it that's all i found um i i i enjoyed this i don't know that it needed to be a two-parter i felt like it was a bit long i felt like the the first one was was very slow to get going um i mean there was action from the start but getting to the heart of where they wanted to go so you know uh i didn't think it needed to be a two-parter um but i still enjoyed it uh loved seeing the master come back and loved what this actor did with the master i liked that i i liked that approach there um it did not you guys have probably already talked about this uh but for me uh it was not a huge surprise that the master is there now that we're in a new season where it's not oh there's no past bad guys i mean we've already seen the daleks come back i'm kind of constantly watching for master cybermen daleks um at first i thought this was going to be a cybermen episode uh with the uh, things that could walk through walls and stuff and thought maybe that was new cybermen technology uh but then just before the master revealed uh himself i i, I figured out it's going to be a master uh, episode there and so um, you know it's the master he's always going to come back or she depending on what form but we're going to see more masters they could kill this one off and we'll see another it's the master they're going to keep him coming back uh, so anyway um, I'm. but again enjoyed it overall but there were just some things that I, I uh, felt could have been done differently to make it a better episode but uh, enjoyed what they did with it uh, yeah so I'm giving it 7 out of 10 double entendre titles because Chibnall, I think, loves these um, because, you know, Spyfall, you know, downfall of spies, but also spies fell at times. And I don't know, maybe that's a stretch, but I thought that that was, uh, that was a, a double entendre there. Um, so and also a spoof on James Bond. But that was obvious. And uh, for creep levels, uh, the the. Um, you know, creatures, sorry, I'm forgetting their names right now, but that's fine. You know what I'm talking about. The the, the glowy creatures that could walk through walls. Those were pretty creepy at the start. Uh, not sure what's going on there. Um, so I'm going to give it 100 creep levels. Not that creepy, but a little bit. Enough to be more than usual. So that's it. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia, and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, thanks, Jared. Um, yeah, so um, he gave it a seven out of ten double entendre title. Uh, I, I love the word entendre. Um, okay, it's, it's French. Uh, were there were there any spies who, who fell down? What? No. C fell. I mean, fell as in dead. Yeah, I guess. yeah. He also yeah. fell onto the desk. And he flopped over after ah. dying. <laughs> ah. He meant them falling out of the plane. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I definitely texted Jared um, right as we finished up episode one. I texted him and I was like, so did you watch Spyfall 1 and 2 yet? And he's like, yep. And I was like, both episodes? He's like, yep. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to spill it. And I'm like, 
did you pee your pants a little? <laughs> he was like, well, I kind of figured. And then like his first response was like, yeah, I kind of figured it was the master because, you know, like I just figured that was coming. And I was like, what? Like, From how did you start? see that coming? And then he said, well, like two seconds before he said he was the master. Oh, I was like, wow. that doesn't count at all. Like, but he did say he was, he was like on high alert. We just saw the, the Daleks. He was like, I know this is going to be Cybermen or the master or something like that. So um, I got to tell you, I was I was not expecting the master. So then when it got spoiled for me, it was like, oh, man, it was oh, come kinda, on. it was so rough. It was so rough. Um, OK, so he gave it seven out of ten trip. What do you think? I think I'm going to go a little higher than that. I I like this episode and I I like the twist reveal with the master. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. Like I knew there was something up with that guy. Because, like, he seemed like much more of an important character than he should have been. Yeah. I feel so like I, I should have like, caught on to them bringing him up out of nowhere. I mean, uh, yeah. we've, we've met some people like that before. Never when we were running three companions already, though. So that was that was a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, there, there, he, was, he was way too prominent. You know? yeah. It was probably because the doctor trusted him, though. It tricked us into trusting. Yeah, him. because she had met him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so so weird. So what's so, your score? I think I'm gonna go eight point five. Uh, glowing fedoras. Glowing fedoras. Corbin was like, "Are they just dudes in hats?" I was like, "I think." Yeah. It's At first, I thought they had a really weird head. When yeah, were, like, yeah, I think they did. I think the I think it was. I think because when they turned to the side, there was like a there was like a hoopy type thing. Yeah, but it's <laughs> way funnier to imagine they're actually spies wearing fedoras, like. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not Especially because it comes like said, from a, it was a different big, universe. It was an adjustment bureau crossover. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I could go with Jared and say, part two did not need to be A, uh, a part two, and B, didn't need to be called Spyfall. Like, we kind of dropped the spy stuff behind after the big reveal. And then it just was about the aliens. It was not only about the aliens. It was about the aliens. It was about the master. It was about mm-hmm. hopping through time and picking up all these important people. Yeah, but one of the important people was a spy. Okay. What? That's true. She was. Ada was a spy. Oh, yeah. So, all right. That's a, that's a uh, fair enough point. Okay. But, but if you watch the second episode... On its own, there's not as much about no. spies. I actually, and think so it would be fine to me if it was episode one was called Spyfall and episode two was called something else altogether and wasn't a to be continued at all. Yeah, you know? I, I think they probably could have compressed this into one episode because doesn't it take us like nearly twenty minutes just to meet Agency at all? So like, yeah, yeah. but I mean. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like sometimes my least favorite episode of, of a given show is the first episode of any season. Yeah. Because you, you, you got to be like, well, what have we been doing since last season and yeah. setting up a whole new thing? You know, so there's always kind of that startup cost. But yeah, you're right. We spent a lot of time doing that. And I mean, like, think about think about it. the episode started with Ryan playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, Yaz we had to catch up with Yaz and find out that she's been having to make excuses for why she's not at work. Yeah. Ryan is having to make excuses for why he's not hanging out with his friends. Graham is at the doctor. What? You what know, the- like it, it was a lot of that kind of stuff. And yeah, 
I think, I think, uh, um, Jared is right. There's some, there's a lot of fat you could have trimmed and made this a shorter thing. It definitely didn't need to be two 60 minute episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We sat down to watch this on Thursday and I went, oh my gosh, this is 120 minutes. This is not Mm -hmm. a two parter, which is 90 minutes normally for us. This is a full two hour movie. So we had to park it and watch it again on Saturday instead. So, um, yeah, but at any rate, I, I, that aside, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I love, love the Dwan master. I love yeah. the, the O master, whatever we want to call him. He is, he is, I was telling you guys before we hit record, it's like the Joker of the Doctor Who universe. He's just, <laughs> he's chaos. He's like back and forth from being innocent looking guy to crazy go nuts bananas, just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And I love it. Um, so I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it nine, nine out of 10 flying houses. That looked like, uh, was there a wizard of Oz vibe going on? Okay. When they looked out the window and it was like kind of dark out and the, just the spinning house. I'm like, the wizard of Oz is ridiculous. Definitely. Um, so I thought this one was good. I mentioned the, uh, guys, the Kasavans at the end, just nothing happening to them. And I, I now think they're going to show up again and I'm going to be hugely disappointed if they don't, because we need some closure on these guys. This isn't really related to the episode, I guess. Uh, so overall, I think it was a good one. I liked it. I feel like it could have done with a little less spy stuff. Yeah, they were, I would have been fine with that. They were just really leaning into it yeah. a lot. And again, I think if you chop out a lot of the spy stuff, like you could, you could make this one episode. And Probably, uh, definitely one sixty minute episode. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, or two forty fives or anything. You can make it a <laughs> lot shorter. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say 8 out of 10 impossible things. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jared gave it 100 out of 500 creep levels. I'm going to go, I don't know, 200. What? Just just because of the Kasavans. Yeah, but, uh, the Kasavans and the, and the Kasavan forest. And the what? The light bulb. Yeah, and they're well. No, it, okay. that part is that part is kind of creepy to me when they're coming through the wall and like picking up okay, the pattern of yeah. whatever was on the wall or whatever. Um, I think it was only really scary when they were like absorbing the light somehow. Yeah, or like was, yeah, yeah, yeah that, lights yeah. flickering on and off. I mean, there were some scary bits. That was kind of so, two hundred out of five hundred creep levels. Corbin, what do you think? Um, um, my, 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 I don't know, like fifty, I guess. Okay, drip. I've been slowly like bumping it up because I've been thinking of all the stuff <laughs> that happened. So like like you, you said, started it too. Yes. <laughs> so like forty five. I mean like them coming through the wall where they're like trying to pull themselves through is kind of yeah, weird. It's so weird you know? with like yeah. ripping through the universe. I also love when they were first doing it. Like they were absorbing what they were coming through. Yes. It's like one of them went through a British flag and his face was just the flag. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And one of them, uh, came through like a painting and picked, 
Yeah. Its Pit. face picked up the face. I, that was, was so. But it was like a forward facing face with a sideways face on it, ah. which made it even worse, maybe. And, and it was like stretched or whatever. So it like yeah. fit to his face. Yep. And it was like, wow. Yep. All pretty creepy. So did you give your score? Yeah. It's Everybody four. give their scores. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So that brings us down to theories, guys. Who or what is the timeless child? Yeah, we are like I've heard wildly speculating at this point. What did you say? I feel like I've heard the timeless. I, I think it's because of all the other children there's been. Oh, like, I'm going to give it to trip here because the remnant on desolation is the first reference well, to the timeless child. They showed that. Yeah. Oh, didn't it yeah. just say the child though? No, it said the it timeless, said the timeless child. child. We okay. see into your mind, your memories. Oh, because they the only, timeless child. Yeah. yeah. And when they said that she was like, what? And then they, that was it. they never, and that was like what episode two yeah. of last season? Like that was a that seed took a long time to germinate. That's all I'm saying. I, I think they just said that, hoping that eventually they could do something with that. I Doubt I it. have no idea because because they didn't water that seed at all during the last season. Yeah, it's like yeah, why did they even mention it at all? Like, I wonder. I wonder how often I, they just throw something out, hoping. Then we can make something out of this so, eventually. So I will say this. Uh, it was recently revealed, I think we talked about this last week on the podcast, that Chibs and Jody Whitaker came on with a secret pact that they were going to do three seasons and they were done. Which has been typical of the doctors, not typical of the showrunners. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that they were they came in with that agreement and that understanding, I think... And I, I don't have anything to back this up. I don't. I don't have an interview or an article I read. But I think, based on that alone, that Chibs came in with a three-season arc. In mind. Yeah. I think he came in with three seasons planned out. All right, season one, guys. Standalone stories, no classic monsters. You know, we're gonna do this, and it's gonna be this, and then season two is gonna be this, and then season three, guys, it's gonna be this. I just get the feeling like that was the thing. So yeah. I think them dropping that into season one. Was early in season one was because he knew where he was going i think but i could be wrong so trip who or what is the timeless child um i don't know i mean like we got a little clip oh, where we saw come on, like man. just say the first thing that comes to your mind you know it's gonna be right i like we got a little clip where we saw a child like looking up or something yes and we saw the remnant and then yeah. we saw a, a a child looking up some towers or something so I mean, like... In, like, a purple sky. I don't know. I feel it like it's yellow. something to do with... It's not even... The Doctor and the Master. Because, like, they... They seem to have a past. So, I'm assuming something happened in their past. And they're, like, not remembering it. So, like... I, I don't... It's got to be something with them. So, like, maybe... I don't know. It's hard... Like, I don't get that feeling because unless they it's like something with because it was so it's personal. something from the doctor and the master's past yeah. for the master it was personal for the master it was personal like when he figured out it was very offensive to him yeah. wasn't it he destroyed Gallifrey over it yeah yeah so must have been very important Corbin. to the master I just I don't think that's it because unless they plan on like completely retconning um parts of classic who it feels like the doctor was not known very much until at least the time war that's like the first time 
other Time Lords start really recognizing him. Yeah, which plays into what I'm saying. If she did something super amazing and then they like pushed her out and was like, no, you totally didn't do that, then the Master might be mad about that. Uh, I don't know. I just don't... <laughs> I, don't know. I, I feel like it's not actually related to them. It has more to do with the Time Lords overall, so it's probably a Time Lord, but it's not either of them. That's all I have right now. So, originally I was asking who or what is the Timeless Child and then what does it all mean? I think we kind of answered both. Answered both, yeah. Okay. Well, guys, next week we are covering Series 12, Episode 3, which is entitled Orphan 55. And uh, as has been the case, we have not heard anything new um, other than Chibs and Whitaker leaving. So we are right now on schedule to just keep on getting it. And I did realize that I originally had us scheduled to uh, wrap this season up and do Revolution of the Daleks on Halloween. But I, when I copied and pasted, I forgot that the season finale this year is also a two-parter. So we'll actually cover that in one episode. So we'll do Revolution of the Daleks the week before Halloween. So we'll, we'll be done even sooner. Um, but, uh, right now, um, we are still waiting, wait and see holding pattern. Um, I saw, I got so mad the other day, guys, I saw an article that said the title of this article in my Google news feed said the BBC just finally wow. announces the premiere date for Dr. Who. This is the headline that I clicked oh on. My. That and is the headline said, I clicked on. It will I peed come out sometime. I peed a little, okay? And I opened it up to find that it was an article about every show on the BBC. Oh. And it gave release dates. So I'm scrolling through and it says, you know, whatever, Broadchurch, yeah. October 29th. I don't know, I'm making up crap. I don't even know if Broadchurch is still going. But it was, it was show after show after show and it would be like show title dash release date in bold heading to, and then a paragraph about the show and about the release and what's new and blah, blah, blah. Then you scroll past 15 ads and you get to show number two and you keep on going. And I finally get down to Dr. Who hyphen late 2021. And, and I you, almost and you, threw my phone yeah. <laughs> through a window. <laughs> I have never wanted to call a website to complain before. Yeah. <laughs> but I did then. And I don't even remember what, remember what website it was. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't go to it. <laughs> you burn, <sighs> burn so it. I'm just going to, I am not going to click on anything again until it is from the BBC or the radiotimes.com. I'm not going to click on anything else until that happens. My word. So keep on trucking along with us. Happy Whovians <laughs> over here. Guys, Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, and my name is Austin. Your audio engineer is that guy over there. <laughs> and I'm confusion. The production editor is the other guy I'm over there. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections. And shout-outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at noobsinthewhooving.com where you can find links to all of our socials and stuff. Make sure that you follow us. Uh, noobsinthewhooving.com. I'm oh, sorry, noobsinthewhooving at gmail.com. You can email us. Tell us who do you think is the timeless child? Who? What do you think it's all about? What's going to happen? Is there anything else coming down the road? 
How much more are we going to see of the master? How much more are we going to see of the guy that started Vor? How much more are we going to see of the tap dancing laser shoes? I want to hear your opinions. No, no more. What's it going to be? <laughs> Hopefully no more. Never again. Guys, uh, wherever you found us, make sure that you like us, subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. And as always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, guys, but always be amazing. Goodbye. There be some bloopers. Be whoop. <laughs> Why are you not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> It's just as funny the to, third time. Trip had to do the noise three times so that Corbin could record it for the bloopers. What's the yeah. about jokes? Every What's the about jokes? <laughs> <laughs> what? There's, there's something about jokes in three or the third time. The rule of three? The best. Yeah, the rule yeah, of three. This is not that. <laughs> no, the, rule of, the rule of three is you say two normal things and then the third thing is the funny thing, so it's the punchline. I just did so the I, same funny thing three times. This is so definitely the like rule not, of three. This is my rule of three. I disagree. Is, so if I went high, high, <laughs> and then it would be like... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>